Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining us for another episode. We're very happy to be back, as always. Say hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Yeah. It's always a good time. Uh, we definitely enjoy it. It's one of the highlights of our week, and thank you for making it a part of yours, um, if you still listen, and thank you for subscribing, uh, posting, commenting, and sharing. And as always, thank you to Derek McCaw for his continued support in our endeavor. And yeah, let's kick let's jump into it. Yep, let's do it. We both we both saw a movie this week. And we I, did. We'll start. We'll start with okay, that. We okay. saw First Man. We did. Um, Joe, give me your just give me your initial thoughts off the top of your head again. Non spoiler. Yeah, non spoiler. Um, but again, you could read a history book if you want to see the history. But we'll go non spoiler for the movie. Yeah, so go ahead, Joe, um, I thought it was amazing. It was okay. a, it was an amazing movie. It was extremely well done. Better had, than La La Land for you? I didn't. I didn't see La La Land. Okay. Um, Same director. That's why. Yeah, that's why I asked. The question. I know. I know. But I didn't see La La Land. I'm not. I'm not huge on musicals. Okay. Um, I know La La. You Land. saw Whiplash though. That's not really a musical. Okay, but he directed Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash was amazing too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whiplash was amazing too, with J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Um, so first man, you first liked. Man, for, for, I mean. I, 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 do you want to get into specifics or just say this generally what I like? Generally, about? like the, the plot, the acting, okay, the, um, you know, we saw an IMAX, so the feel of sorry. being in space. I thought you just wanted a quick general. Yeah, give me a, okay. yeah. Okay. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, it was full of suspense, drama, action. It kind of reminded me a little bit, and you might be able to confirm this for me because you saw it recently. It kind of reminded me a little bit of 2001 A Space Odyssey. A little bit, in some sense, yeah. Um, because they had they had periods of the movie where it was dead silent. They had periods of the movie where there's classical music playing in the background, and they're going through space and whatnot. Because right, in space, you can't hear anything. There's yeah. no sound. Yeah. in space. Yeah. So I thought it was I thought it was very authentic. Um, I mean, I've never been in space, obviously, but it seemed to do a good job. One day, Joe. One day. Yeah. Keep dreaming. It seemed the acting was great. So was the script. Um, the only thing that I was a little bit disappointed in, um, if I was to find any sort of silver lining that I didn't like in the movie, I know there were scenes in the movie where the rocket is kind of where there's rockets taking off, or there's periods where um, you know the camera's kind of shaking. Mm-hmm. That part is okay because I understand why the camera is shaking, and it's to kind of give you the effect that. The, you know, things you're are inside. Yeah, that you're inside the cockpit or whatever they're in or inside the, the shuttle. Yeah. Um, but there are other periods where where there's not action going on, but there's like bedroom scenes where the where the dad's playing with the kids and the camera is moving. I don't like that. Okay. I like a stationary camera when there's not a lot of action going on. Okay. Interesting. So that's just my personal little personal What about uh, what about Ryan Gosling? Oh, he was—he was incredible. Think he, he's a pot potential best actor nomination. He's a potential, but I don't know that he'll win. Okay, um, I mean, still, I still lots of films to come out. Yeah, I—I potentially. I, I think the film was great. Um, it was one of the best movies I've seen this year. Okay. Um, aside from 
Yeah. Right now, would it be on your top ten if we had to oh, do a top Oh, easily. Top okay. five. Top five. Okay. Um, but I don't think it will win um, simply because I don't think it has the gravitas that some other films might have. It was still very, very good. I, 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 I rated it either an A or an A-. minus. Okay. A- minus simply because of that camera movement that really kind of is a little bit disorienting for me. Okay. But I thought the movie itself was great. I can't, I can't say enough about it. Ryan Gosling commands attention. He, he really, he really embraced the role, I think, and really personified what, uh, what Neil, you know, who Neil Armstrong is. Obviously I don't know him personally, but he seemed to do a really, really good job of kind of a quiet concentration kind of, speak softly but carry a big stick kind of that was sure. kind of his attitude yeah um that was kind of how his personality per- was portrayed and and it's one of those movies last lastly it's one of those movies where i will question during the movie how do they film that how do they how do they possibly portray this possibly portray this moon landing in space right. And I don't want to know because it's like a magician. You don't want sure. to know. You don't want to know the magician's secrets. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. But it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible that they can that they can you know trick you or you know they can they can do certain special effects or filming techniques to make it really look like you're watching somebody land on the moon and you're yeah. really watching these rockets take off. You're you know, like I said, the camera shaking when they're when you're in the cockpit and the, and the rockets going off, and it really captures the moments of okay. what it feels like. I thought it was extremely authentic. Okay, very very well done. I can't I can't say enough about it. Okay, um, but that's just me. I will. You, you I, I liked it a tremendous amount. I'm not sure. Maybe I liked it as much as you. I, I thought it it was really it was. I mean, it was definitely an A film, an A and A minus film. It was really well done. Um, I. I liked I, I liked how they introduced Neil Armstrong's wife, who was played by Claire Foy, who was on The Queen. It made it more of a personal yeah. story. It, it you know because if it was just Neil Armstrong, then it would just be about NASA and just be about yeah. the flight to space. But because they added the story, or they added the subtext of her and it and the kids and the yeah. other people that were the other pilots yeah, that, that not, died, spoil the, and, you know, it made yeah. it made it about. You know, a family, and this was yeah. a real person. The yes. dangers were extremely real. And, yes. You know, that that to me made it more of a personal story, and it wasn't just about effects, and it was about characters. And yes. To me, that that really pushed the story forward. Um, I think it was, there were times in the film where it was uncomfortable, because they were in the cockpit, or they, you know, whatever, they were in the ship, and, you know, they're... The, the sounds, especially in the theater, the sounds and it's rumbling and it makes you a little, made me a little uncomfortable. I think that was kind of what they were going for. Like you were in the spaceship and it was difficult and it was scary and it was, yes. you know, I'm First a, five minutes of the film. Yeah, I'm a little, I, you know, personal note, I'm a little claustrophobic. So to see them get into this tiny little seat and close the door and close the hatch, like I kind of held my breath for a minute and yeah. I was a little... But I think that's what they were going for. Can't recommend was, the film highly enough. Like Joe but, said, it was really, really good. But yeah, it but, has some drawbacks. It was or was that the drawback? Some drawbacks. I mean, it just because obviously because you, you started the segment off by saying that you, you didn't like it as much as I did. It was a little long. Okay. Um, there there were some points where I'm not sure I needed the effect. Um, Buzz 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 Aldrin was in the film, but he. He wasn't really a part until the end. 
I would have I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him. They focused on some characters that didn't necessarily go all the way to the moon. Um, but you know, it was it was great. It was well done. I definitely think it's one of the the more highly reviewed films of the year so far. It will definitely be an Oscar contender. It will yes. definitely be an Oscar player. Yes. Like Joe said, I'm not sure if it will be the winner because I think there are still a number a number of films to come out this year. But I think it will definitely be in the Oscar conversation. Um, one thing that it, it did struggle with, though, we're, we're recording Box this. On, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday morning, so we don't have the full numbers. But of course, every day you get estimates and things like that. It was third this weekend. It yeah. was third. Uh, surprisingly, Venom did did hold pretty well. Had thirty five million dollars. It's a big drop. It's more than fifty <clears> percent. <throat> but the fact that it's still held in first place is a good sign for Sony. A Star Is Born continued to stay in that second spot, which is a little surprising. I think people. Uh, I I I personally like the Stars Born <coughs> more than First Man, but again, that's just my opinion. Um, and I think a lot of people went to see a Stars Born last week, and then they kind of recommend it to their friends and kind of push it out. First Man, disappointingly, is estimated to get only sixteen million dollars this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sixty million dollar budget, so because it was there was a lot of effects, there was a lot of it's effects driven film. But um, there is certainly the potential internationally to make it back. There is certainly the potential, if it's an Oscar film, to stay in theaters a long time to make its money back. Have you heard about this thing on Twitter? Our Goosebumps 2 also had a disappointing opening weekend, uh, $15 million. The first first Goosebumps opened at $30 million. Um, So side note, and it didn't do very well review-wise. It's not very highly rated. The first Goosebumps was really highly rated. So disappointing for that. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to see it now at this point. Have you heard of this thing on Twitter, uh, Boycott First Man? No, but does this have to do with the fact that they didn't show him sticking the American flag? Because this is because I was going to ask you about that. That's a stupid. It did. That seems so, like a dumb. It seems like a dumb. The reason. film um, in one of the film festivals. They still showed the flag. Yes, in one of the. Let me give, let me give a little okay, give a little I'm context. Sorry, I'm That's sorry. okay. Uh, just so the people know. Yeah. Um, at a film festival, one of the questions that Ryan Gosling was asked was, do you see the film being planted? And he was like, no. Uh, we chose intentionally not to chose the, the, the flag being planted. Um, we wanted to make it more of a universal statement about how what a remarkable achievement it is. You know, yeah. The line that Neil Armstrong says is one giant leap. For, 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 I don't know what it is, but something one about... One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yeah, there you go. So he doesn't say one giant leap for America. You know, no. it's for mankind. Um, and then, again, we're not going to politicize the show here. Uh, the president was asked about that, and then he made a comment about it, how he didn't want to see it because it's anti-American or something. And then on Twitter, this weekend, um, because I'm on Twitter, it was a trending topic, and it was Boycott First Man. So I'm not sure how much of that played to its potentially slow box office, but I think there is something to that. Um, it became very much a a right wing politicizing the film and and saying, you know, don't go see First Man; it's anti American, or you know, they're not going to show the flag, and they did show they the did flag. They did show the flag. It was very American. It was about how the U.S. had to beat Russia to. The, the space launch. Um, so it's disappointing in that sense. It is a trending topic, like I said. And, and I do think that that unfortunately played a part. And I think if people are going to miss out 
on the film because of it, I think that's disappointing because I think it is a good film. I think it's worth seeing. And I don't think it makes a political statement at all. It's no. very it's very much about these characters and about this remarkable once in a lifetime achievement. Um so there's that. Let us know if you guys have a thought on that. But I definitely think that that is a part of yeah. it. A uh, quick note that I didn't write down for you, Joe. Um, oh, actually, the last thing on box office, we had another film that opened up this weekend. Uh, the El Royale film with starring Chris Hemsworth and Jeff yeah. Bridges. We're, um, we're going to see it. We sometime. are going to see it. I, I'm very much. It's very highly reviewed. People very much like it. It unfortunately dropped all... It's opening weekend went all the way to seventh place. Yikes. Um, only had about $7 million. It's a long film. It's about two and a half hours. It's a very different type of film. Um, so I'm excited to see it. I think Joe's excited to see it as well. But I don't think people went to go see it. Again, there's still other films out there like Smallfoot and things like that that are more family-friendly that people wanted to see. But I think you and I will see it sometime this week, so we'll give yep. you guys a review. I'm very excited to see it. I think it looks fantastic. Um, also the other note that I wrote down that came late Friday night is Netflix has officially canceled Iron Fist. I I saw that. Um, which is a little disappointing, but I'm not surprised. It's, it's by far the, the worst reviewed show, um, on Netflix of the four Marvel shows. Just disappointing because season two did do a tremendous, make a huge jump in terms of quality from season one and season two. I just finished it literally yesterday it ends on a huge cliffhanger. Um, so I don't know if that's ever going to be told. And then again, there's the potential that these characters will go into other series in terms of, you know, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and things like that. Cause they've done that already where they yeah, kind of yeah. intersperse yeah. kind of like the Avengers. So I'm hoping that they, that they can do that because I think there are some wonderful moments in Iron Fist, but it is what it is. Some people were were really happy, and some people were really sad because, again, that loses the potential of another Defender series. But we'll see. Now we'll get into the news of the week, yep. stuff that you have, Joe. Uh, M Night Shyamalan and Universal dropped the full trailer for Glass. You just saw Unbreakable last night. You said you rewatched it. Wonderful, wonderful film. Um, on the new trailer for, I know you're excited for the film. Was there anything in the trailer that you saw that? you liked or you questioned or gave you a little bit more info about the film or was it kind of the same? You didn't really, he doesn't really give a lot of his secrets away. No, I mean, it's, I, I agree with your last point. It, it, it is, uh, it looks like a tremendous, I think this is going to be the last film in the series. I don't I know so. for sure, yeah, but for one, sure. one would imagine this is the, uh, the culmination of the first two films. Um, I didn't really see like anything new in the full trailer versus the other teaser trailers that okay. we saw. Um, it still kind of follow. It's it still reveals the same amount of plot and the same amount of story that the other ones did. Um, I don't really have any questions. I'm I'm just really excited for this film. Um, I as as you mentioned, I did watch Unbreakable. Uh, again, it's it's an interesting film in that. It leaves me with a lot of questions. Um, like it makes me feel like there's something about the movie that I don't understand, and that the uh, and that the and that the director M Night Shyamalan was trying to convey a message that I didn't get. Okay. Um, 
which makes it interesting. It sure. makes it, it makes it in, you know, it makes me fascinated. Like, Oh, like what was the intent here? What is he trying to say? Is this some big human condition or is this just some made up story? I think, um, the but, film was made all the way in 2000, 2001, 2001, excuse 2001. me. So it was very much before the superhero oh, yeah. craze. Oh, of course. So I think he, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very interesting in that sense. Um, I loved Unbreakable. I thought it was better than Split. You probably think Split was better, and that's fine. Uh, it's just an opinion. I, I'm i super excited for the film. I think the trailer does not really give anything away, which I think is which intentional. Which is good, yes. Um, M. Night Shyamalan does a good job with that, and I think Universal has kind of respected that vision of his. It's – I – yeah, I mean you get a little tease that – um, the mom of Samuel L. Jackson is helping him. You get a little tease that Anna Taylor Joy's character, who was the, I don't know her name. I don't know her character name. The character who was the protagonist of, the, uh, of Split. In Split, the yeah. girl. Um, she she's going to play a potentially larger factor in the film. They've kind of teased that. I'm excited. I'm excited the fact that it comes out in January. That they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna force it in the summer. They're not gonna force it in. The holiday season, they're going to let it be in January by itself. And that's what Split did. It was dropped in January a couple years ago, and it was around nothing else because nothing else comes out in January. And people loved it. They they flocked to the theater. They went. I think this is going to happen the same time people are super there's excited. there's not much coming out in January. Yeah, and I think that's a smart move by Universal. Yeah. It's not an awards type of film. So they're going to let it be in January and sit by itself. So yeah. I'm excited. Let us know. Anything else you got on that? We're good to go. Um, yeah. I mean, just that I'm excited to see it. Um, it looks like an intense, like I said, it looks like a good a good uh, ending. I, I will note that um, I did really enjoy Split, and I guess Split is kind of a sequel. So I just wanted to point that out to you that sometimes – if, but I didn't really view it as a sequel. I wasn't going to call you out on that. No, but you can. But you can. It it is it is kind of a sequel, but I think it kind of stood alone. And the only sure. reason that it was a sequel is because of the last five minutes of the film. Yeah. So they kind of twisted it into making, Glass is definitely a sequel. Yeah, Glass is definitely a sequel. And I'm looking forward to it only because it's kind of like a sequel, but also like the third film. Um, yeah, I didn't want to call you out on that. No, that's I fine. Go ahead. But I'm saying, like, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it works out. But I would say, in my in my personal experience, most of the time, the sequels aren't really. There negative. are absolutely negative sequels that you can probably look at. Goosebumps Two is probably yeah, a negative God. sequel. Um, but there and, and, are, there are certainly films that the sequel lives up to it or, or better. And, and I think this we don't know. I think this has the potential to. Uh, I'm very excited. The cast is amazing. It looks, it looks fantastic. Um, so we're gonna. Go, I'm sure yeah. you and I are, are going to be there opening weekend when we go. Yes, I do. Um, couple, couple little notes. Not necessarily huge discussion. There, points. there was another trailer of the drop though, Mac. What that trailer? You, that, that, that you did not mention. Um, I know we're going to be talking about other things, mm-hmm. but you didn't mention the Pet Cemetery trailer. I didn't even know Pet Cemeteries. They're remaking Pet Cemetery. Are you going to see that on the heels of it, which did extremely well at the it box did. office? Um, they're remaking Pet Cemetery with the guy from um, First Man and Planet of the Apes. I forget his name. First or, Man. Yeah, First Man. The guy. Okay, I don't want to say what happened. Sorry, he was in. He was in Dawn. He was in Dawn. The Planet of the Apes. Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Jason oh, okay. Clark's in it. 
And yeah, also, I like him. He's and good. He's, he's, he's playing the main character in the movie, and it looks intense. Okay. I didn't even uh, see that. So it, was on, it was on Facebook. Uh, I'll check I, it out. I just, I, you have to check out the trailer at least. Okay. I'll check it out. But it looks. I probably won't see it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, probably not. But yeah. I, I, and I might not see either too, but I'm rereading the book right now, and I just thought you're a had, huge fan of this. I'm a book. huge fan of Stephen King. Okay, good. I well, to, no. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to point that out there a little tidbit. No, no, thank you. That's right. that's great because we might have some fans out there that that want to see that. So that's yeah. good that they know. Um, thank you for that. That's good. Let us know if you guys check out either trailer glass or the pet cemetery trailer. Um, I will check that out today. Um, with all the lights on to see what happens. <laughs> uh, a couple other news and notes we're going to get through. It is now official. Ryan Coogler has returned, will return for Black Panther 2 as the writer yep. and director. Yep. Uh, this is fantastic news. There was a lot of talk that he may not return, that he kind of might do this one film and be done. I'm sure Disney and Marvel throw through a boatload of cash at him. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I do have he some... He did take his time to sign the contract. Sure, I mean, it that. wasn't just a kind no. of the week after. No. Um, and he's only made three films. Um, Black Panther was his third film. He's been involved in other films. Sure. Um, he's actually a producer on the new Space Jam with LeBron James. Oh, God, yeah, I read Again, that. I'm not That's necessarily terrible. excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about Black Panther 2. I really, really liked Black Panther, the first Black Panther. I thought it was one of the better Marvel films. There are certainly some issues I have with it, but we can go into that topic another day. But I'm excited about about that. Me too. Um, me good, too. To, good to go on? Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I'm excited one of the, as well. One of the streaming services that's coming out that we have heard a little bit about in terms of series and things like that, but one of the things that... I think we'll certainly be able to compete with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon simply because of the money involved. Uh, Apple is having their own streaming service on demand. Uh, one of the news that came out this week that potentially said that the streaming service will be free to those that own Apple products. So if you own an iPod or an iPhone or an iBook or something like that, the service will be free on your device on your device which is interesting they're not making you pay but they're making you pay for the phone and things like that there is some huge talent damien chazelle who directed first man has a series on apple um reese witherspoon has a series on apple nicole kidman has a series on apple they've been developing and and hiring a lot of shows Um, i don't know if it's going to be able to compete with netflix right away but they've certainly talked about the money that Apple has will be able to outspend any potential competitor. That's not really a close. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Thing. Um, do you have anything on that? Any anything um, you want to add on it? Or just I doubt it will be for free. Um, that may be something to entice people. It to might buy. be free early on. It might be free early on, but I doubt it will be free. Um, like in the long term, just because. I mean, not even Netflix is free. I mean, that's another streaming service you yeah. got to get into, Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you don't even watch one TV show now. You got to start watching. <laughs> uh, okay, we are moving on. Um, yeah. Disney, the Disney reports coming out saying that the Disney and the Fox deal will actually be completed a lot sooner than originally anticipated. Um, it will potentially be completed by New Year's of this year. They were talking about sometime late 2019. So apparently things are going very well and negotiations are going very well and all the regulations are being passed sooner than later. So 
Uh, any thoughts on that, or that's just kind of a tidbit of news? Yeah, I mean, a little. It's it's a little bit of a polit- or a, a economic and political topic here. Um, just uh, this uh, this was kind of inevitable. They ever since the the talks that Disney was going to buy Fox. Um, I mean, unless some sort of antitrust litigation comes up, which may or may not happen, sure. I, I don't know. But it, if 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 all goes well, I mean, this will just. It, I'm a little concerned. I'm I'm I, I'm not so much concerned that it will skew the movies. I'm and as we've discussed in our in our uh, previous podcasts, I know that um, Disney has announced more than once that they will let 20th century Fox kind of do their, not necessarily their own thing, but that like Fox searchlight will still be making movies, which I think is important Sure, because it's, because having just all the movies come out of Disney's camp, just be Disney movies, yep. I think is, is a disservice to, the, I think you're absolutely right to, about to that. the audience. Um, so just in terms of that, I would hope that we still see, the same kinds of movies, you know, independent movies, different kind of movies, you know, even, even Disney at one point had Touchstone, which did different movies. They didn't just do, you know, Disney family movies. So, you know, I'm hoping that, that we'll still get that even though this deal is going through. Yeah. That's my only concern. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Um, kind of continuing the Disney theme. This is kind of a heavy Disney podcast now that i'm looking at it but maybe it always is but that's kind of how things are at this point in the channel world uh no surprise maybe a little bit of surprise lady gaga is wanted huge surprise lady gaga is wanted by disney to play the role of ursula and little mermaid this is the one the film that has zendaya zendaya attached as ariel uh, which is not a surprise zendaya of course is with spider-man so she's already in the disney family uh, Lady Gaga obviously is earning monster praise for her role in A Star is Born, potential Oscar. So it's it's not a surprise that Disney is jumping on board. We're going to talk a little bit later about live-action remakes, so I don't want you to get into that right now. No. But do you have a response to, oh, to Lady Gaga people, as Little Lady People Gaga? are hugely against this. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. When I was doing research about this topic over the weekend, there's a, a, a whole lot of people that are against this um interesting for, for whatever reason you know whatever reason people people say oh well i know the reason uh and i'm not sure if i could say it on on this podcast people said that lady gaga isn't fat enough <laughs> to play ursula that was what they were saying okay well that can that's okay. I, I know, but I'm just saying that was what that was what people were saying. That Welcome was, to the internet. I know it was just it was it was a dumb reason, but that's just what people were saying. I'm kind of indifferent. I, mean, I, I like the idea, Lady. We'll talk we, about, we know that Lady Gaga can sing, obviously, and she could yeah. play that part. I, I love the idea of Zendaya as Ariel, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about live action yes, remakes in a little will. bit. And I think you're going to have an opinion about that. Oh but, yeah. Um, I am surprised that people were a little against it, but you know, I'll, I'll do some research and see. But I mean, I I'm all about it. I think it's fine. I'm not a huge proponent of the live action stuff, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, now it's the time of the month where we're gonna do. Last week we did TV recommendations, or one, or one of us did TV recommendations. Um, this week, of course, we're doing book recommendations. Next week, we'll do a movie recommendation. So, Joe. You have a book. I do. I assume. 
Give me what book you got. I have lots of books. Um, you do. But a lot just of pick them. One. But many of them, no, I was just going to say, many of them aren't really related to uh, fanboy stuff. Um, that's more of your area. Um, so I chose a book that really kind of, um, I, I don't think I've chosen it before, but we've been doing this for about five months, four months or so. So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure if I've recommended this yet. But that is, they made a movie about it. Um, it would, we and I, you and I saw the movie together. Uh, that is Moneyball by Michael Lewis. Um, it's a great book. Um, if you like baseball, at, at one point in time, I was very much interested in baseball. Um, then he hopped off the bandwagon. I didn't hop off the bandwagon. It was, the A's made the playoffs this year. They just got trounced by the Yankees, as they always do. But the Yankees got trounced by the Red Sox. Yeah. But that's okay. So but go no, ahead, go ahead and give me a little more any, information about the No. The book is, uh, it's written by Michael Lewis. It was one of his first books. Um, it kind of was the book that put him on the map. He did write a few other books about Wall Street and whatnot. But this book... Wrote the big short, right? Yeah, but that was after this. Okay, that was after that. Um, the... Uh, Moneyball was basically about how the A's in like the 2001-2000 season or thereabouts, they uh, in, in incorporated a new philosophy on how to run a baseball team and um, how they were really successful in that, but they still, but spoiler, they still did not win the World Series, so that was a kind of a disappointment but how they basically revolutionized baseball by looking at statistics in a different way. Um, very much an economic book. Um, I majored in economics, so it's definitely right up my alley. Um, if you like baseball and you're interested in, you know, if, if, if you like rooting for an underdog, if you like rooting for people who kind of revolutionize business, um, the book is very well written. I very much enjoy it. Um, I, it was it was at a time where I very much followed the A's, um, and I was very much into baseball, so it was definitely nostalgic for me. But um, any baseball fan, I think, would enjoy it. Um, obviously, um, a little a little side note: um, the philosophies that were uh, incorporated by the A's were also adopted by many other baseball teams as as a result of this and the Red Sox who hadn't won the World Series in like 80 years or something they ended up winning the World Series and the Cubs right because they started implementing because they started implementing this technique so it's just it's 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 really an interesting book to see how the how the sport has evolved and changed um uh yeah that's yeah no I I loved the movie yeah um but I did read the book after and I very much I mean I liked both but I would say reading the book you got a little bit more detail you got a little bit more in depth, and, and I enjoyed. It. I know a lot of people did see the movie because it was an Academy Award nominee and things like that. Brad Pitt got a nomination, Jonah Hill got a nomination. Yeah, but the book is very, very good. So I would, I would second that on the book. Yeah, um, I have a book. It's a different type of book. <clears throat> we are in the Halloween season, as it were. Um, some people know this about me. Some people don't. I, I very much like the Adams Family. As a uh, as a comic, as a story, as a TV show, my mom very much liked that, so that's kind of how I got into it as well. There's a book called The Adams Family Evolution. It's by H. Kevin Mishiroshi, and it follows and it kind of tells the story of how the Adams Family came to be as a comic, as a story, and then it talks about how it became, 
you know, the success of the films, the TV show, and the legacy of it. And uh, it's very, very cool. I, I, it's very much, it's, it's different. It's not a, a sit down and read novel. It has pictures, it has drawings, it shows some comic strips, some early on, and, and it shows, you know, the evolution, the evolution of the characters and how it became this kind of random Saturday morning cartoon that had two little, you know, blurbs became really kind of something that's American kind of icon in terms of comics and, and the legacy. And, you know, there's going to be another Adams Family film coming out in the next year or so. It's going to be like a live action or stop motion film. Um, it's it's one of those things that's kind of never going to go away and, and kind of the, the importance and the history of it. Um, so check it out. It's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a thick picture book as well. But, um, yeah, I think that's all we got for books. Let us yeah. know what you guys reading we're always interested to get your guys's recommendations so we can check that out as well and, and uh yeah we're gonna move on to the next stuff yeah, big topic here. big topic um we're gonna i'm gonna break this down slowly because i don't want joe to get all crazy all at once so we'll go one question at a time um the first topic the teaser trailer for aladdin dropped so joe just of give course. me your reaction just to the trailer looks dumb okay <laughs> looks dumb Fair enough. Uh, okay, the teaser trailer, it, it's obviously very much a teaser trailer. We didn't get anything of it, um, and that's what a teaser trailer does. It gives you the music. It gives you a little bit of thing. You saw the lamp. You didn't see the genie or anything, no. and that's fine. It's played by Will Smith. Yep. Um, okay, now we're going to get into a little bit more of the topic, the, the discussion topic. topic. Yeah, which I think is kind of what you guys like to hear is the discussion topic, not us just reading the news. Um, just for a little perspective, Disney live action remakes have made over $5 billion total for Disney, so they are very much not going to stop it. No. Uh, Beauty and the Beast itself made over a billion dollars just by itself. I will say um, it's an interesting topic, and a lot of people have different opinions on it. Joe, which of the live action remakes of Disney have you actually watched? Can you give me? Can you list them off? Beauty sure. Um, Jungle Book. Okay. No. Beauty and the Beast. No. Maleficent. I saw that. It wasn't good. Okay. Um, we're we gonna consider Christopher Robin a remake or no? It's. I don't know. It's. It's. I don't it's, know. It's that's under, that's an interesting topic. I don't really consider that to be a live action remake. Okay. Um, I consider that to be a separate story, but correct me if I'm wrong, audience, mm-hmm. or offer your opinion. Okay. Have you seen Cinderella, the live-action remake? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, there is probably one or two that I'm missing, but I know they are in production for films like Mulan, yes. Lion King, yes. Jungle Book 2. They've said that they won't touch the, the any film that's 2000 or after, they're not going to touch, and they're not going to do any Pixar films. Again, I'm sure at some point that will change. Um, but again, they're saying Mulan is 1999, so that's kind of the last one that they're doing. There's probably some films that I'm missing. Yeah. Um, but so you so, haven't so, watched so, them. So to answer your question, I have not watched them. No, just be out of out of pure spite. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so your thoughts on them you don't have any thoughts on um them. are I, you going oh, to see I, I have thoughts on them I tell have, me your thoughts, thoughts on them, on them. don't um, don't go on a 20 minute rant but give me a give me a I two minute give you a 20 minute rant give me a, give, give me give, a two minute i'll rant. give you a two minute rant um, time starts now all right i grew up watching the animated movies of disney um they it, it's very much nostalgic for me 
but at the same time, it feels like they're double dipping. Um, it feels like they're they're going. They definitely are going full tilt on the remakes. That's not going to stop. It's a good business decision because it's it's it is attracting the newer generation of kids whose parents watched the originals and they're saying, Oh, we need to go see this. You know, you know, this is something I watched when I was a kid. So it's very much nostalgic, but for me, I'm kind of disheartened. And and Alice in Wonderland is the other one that I was missing. Okay. Did you ever see Alice in Wonderland and Tim Burton one? I don't think so. I'm not the whole thing. Okay. Cause I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan in general. Fair enough. But that's a different story. Um, they're, I, I I have yet to watch any of the remakes. They sound like a for for a Disney purist who enjoyed the animated movies and the songs and everything else. Um, this seems like a dumb idea to do remakes, but but that's me as a purist. As a business decision, it's a fantastic and incredible decision, and I'm and I'm not surprised that they're making it, and I'm not surprised that they're going to continue to do it after you're telling me the numbers that they've sold over $5 billion. So that totally makes sense. You know, they're not going to stop doing it. But Clearly, I, people want this. Clearly, some people it. want this. They're going to see it. And yes, I was going to say that. It's I don't like the idea at all. There's a whole I, – I saw a whole slew of articles related to this topic, but the bottom line is that people are voting with their wallets. Again, an economist in me says people vote with their with their dollars. People want to see these remakes. I personally do not um, simply for the reason that I enjoy – I very much enjoyed the animated versions. They were very much tailored to kids and kind of family. And even though the live action remakes are still going to do that – it seems like they're just kind of remaking the same story. I know, I know that you have an opinion on that, and that you were kind of disappointed in that. You enjoyed the Jungle Book, which was which was a kind of a remake of the sure. original. I so my thoughts are 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 a little different, but they're a little similar. I so some of these Not as heated, <laughs> sure. So some of the the classic classic films like a Cinderella or. A Snow White, or I mean, I, I didn't grow up with those in the sense of like I went to the theater and saw them. True. So there's some of those like I mean I, I'm not necessarily like the Jungle Book wasn't a huge I like the Jungle Book the animated film, uh, but it wasn't like I grew up with it. So I liked seeing that um, different. I will say certain couple films like Aladdin, like Beauty and the Beast. Like I would say Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Lion King. Those are the three films that I truly remember as a kid. I've seen Lion King on stage, the Broadway version, a number of times. I loved it. I'm not sure I need to see it on the big screen. film. Again, having John Favreau do it, who's, who did the Jungle Book, is a little. It's okay, not okay, but it makes me a little less worried. The cast looks really good. Um, it's it's interesting. You get a lot of the people have different topics on it, and it, it feels like it goes from film to film. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like that. But they're like, oh, I liked Alice in Wonderland because Tim Burton did it. Or I, you know, liked Cinderella because it was Cinderella, but I didn't like the other one. Or, you know, so things like that. It's very much a a weird topic. Um, At D23, when they announced a bunch of these films, like Mulan and things like that, it was very much a positive reception. But again, that's at D23, so you're getting all the Disney fans there. That like it should Disney attempt to make more 
original stories. I mean, should they? I think so. So should they? I mean, it's. I mean, it's good business to do what they're doing, but it doesn't really appeal to people who like original stories and original content. So one of the things that I, I meant to, to bring up earlier that I didn't—it's it's not an original no, story, fine. but they. Disney does at, at times attempt to veer away from the brand and, and try to, you know, do something different. They did A Wrinkle in Time, which is very much a different. It's not a Disney film, obviously. It's based off of a book. It's though. based off of a book, uh, but it's very much not Disney in the sense of it's not a princess. It's not all these things, and it didn't do very well. A Wrinkle in Time kind of did. It veered way off brand. If anyone's read A Wrinkle in Time, it's very much a different type of story. I enjoyed the film. I went to see it. I bought a ticket. I enjoyed it. Um, but it feels like a lot of it's, you know that it's going to make money. Like Beauty and the Beast, I, I'm not going to be. Exactly. I'm not going to be. No, I agree. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I own the DVD. I own the Blu-ray. Like I liked it to a certain extent. Um, but it's very much kind of just watching the animated film, but in brighter colors in fuller costumes, it's gorgeous to look at. I will say that. Like, Cinderella is gorgeous to look at as a film. It doesn't add something to the film. It's not necessarily, like, better than the animated film. It's it's just live action. It's the same story and the same outcomes happen. The same music comes on. Um, it's... I, I don't know. I, I'm very mixed on it. I think you're kind of a negative Nancy about it. Um, would you consider Mary Poppins Returns that, or we'll would you see. consider that a I sequel? To, we have to watch thing? it. We have to. I have to watch okay. it. But because it might be in that same vein as like a Christopher Robin, it might or be in the same like vein as a Christopher Robin. I'm not. Where super, it's different. It's not. Yeah, a, it's not I a, mean, it looks from the trailer that I've seen and from everything that I've seen regarding it, it looks very, very similar to the previous one, and it looks very similar. Um, we've discussed in previous podcasts when the. Are you excited? Or are you nervous? I'm 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 more nervous than excited, but I'm both. Okay, but you still want to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance, but I'm going to but I'm but I'm going into it with kind of rose-colored glasses, you know. So like every movie, then. That's not true. Okay, that's not true. Um, it's a very interesting topic. I, I you know, we I think we could talk, we could break down every yeah, single. Let us film. know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys. Do think you like the original? Do you like the originals? Do you want to see Lion King get remade? Do you want to see? Aladdin get remade, or are you a Robin Williams lover who enjoyed him as the big blue genie, and now they're going to have Will Smith, which makes no sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and what's also interesting is Guy Ritchie is directing He Aladdin. made some great movies. He's and made some really good and films. That, and that is, that is a, 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 a little wrinkle in my distaste for the remakes, is because I like Guy Ritchie. He made some, he did Sherlock, he did the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yep. He did, he's, he's, he's done, done, he's done really good stuff. He's done some other, other movies that I've seen. He's, yeah, he's. And that's the thing with Disney is they're still getting, like Kenneth Branagh was directed Cinderella. Um, he directed the first Thor. He directed Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Disney is still getting these top level directors to direct it. Like Tim Burton directed Alice in Wonderland. Like, I mean, you could say you didn't like it. You could say whatever. You could say you don't like Tim Burton. You don't like Guy Ritchie. Um, but it's not like they're just getting no-name directors to direct these films. They're True. still getting top talent to direct it, which makes it interesting. Like, John Favreau is still very much – apparently only works at Disney now. 
uh, doesn't do anything else. So they're still getting that that talent, which is, makes it interesting. It's a film that you wouldn't expect Guy Ritchie to do. Guy Ritchie very much does different types of films. So we'll see. Uh, the teaser trailer was very much a teaser teaser trailer. Yeah, A lot of people are excited about Aladdin because they love it so much. Um, I think you and I might be a little more cautious. Skeptical. Uh, of this film in particular, just again, because I think Aladdin was our generation. I did see Aladdin in New York on Broadway, the the musical, the stage version. Um, didn't hold up. It was okay. But again, nothing compares to the original. And nothing really compares to The Lion King on Broadway either. That's kind of a special, special show. But we're going to move on. We got two more kind of topics to get through. Um, surprising news, not surprising news. Um, I don't want to brag and say that I called this, but I'm going to brag and say that I called this, that once James Gunn got bought out from Disney, uh, DC could potentially snag him up. Apparently he is all bought out from Disney and Warner Brothers and DC have signed James Gunn to write and potentially direct Suicide Squad 2. It's not a lock that he's going to direct, but all indications are that he may direct. You're already rolling your eyes. I'm unsure why. Because but the first one was ahead. abysmal. Abysmal. Shit, it's going to be a different director. It's going to be a oh. different writer. I will say, I'm going to let you rant in a minute. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance because it's James Gunn. That, I that will would be the only reason. But the first one was so bad. I will say. It was painfully about bad. About Suicide Squad, the one thing they... Oh, they got two things right, I think. I, got, I, think, I think they got the Batman Margot stuff Robbie right. was the highlight of the movie. Um, I think they got the cast right. Will Smith was pretty bad. I thought he was fine as Deadshot. Jack Courtney was in it. I think the cast, maybe minus Jared Leto, maybe minus the Enchantress, who's already dead. Spoiler. I don't know if you haven't seen Suicide Squad from three years ago. It doesn't matter. The Enchantress is dead. Um, the cast is is good. I think the cast is good. Um, you know, Viola Davis as Amanda, as Amanda Walker. Uh, she was great, and she's an amazing actress. She's won the Academy Award. I will say this... Is very much kind of can be a Guardians of the Galaxy type of feel movie. So maybe James Gunn feels comfortable in that setting. Um, so you're not you're not excited about this film per se. Give me a thought on Warner Brothers and DC snatching up James Gunn. I'm not surprised. Right I mean, you did mention that. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I don't, don't want to take I'm all the credit. I feel like a lot of that's people. That's okay. I said. Happen. I said. I said something we're going to talk about later. Okay. In in the podcast, I called something they're going to talk about the podcast later. Okay. Um, but I'm not surprised. A lot of people had that opinion. It wasn't just me. I'm not going to take full credit for it. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, he's certainly a good he, Guardians of the Galaxy. Still haven't seen the second one yet, but I do need to sit down and watch it. You can borrow any. I know. I know. I know. Um. But obviously the success of those two films, I I mean, he's been involved in other films too. It's, this isn't a guy with, you know, he's got a good pedigree. So he's certainly, I'm not surprised that when talent is available, that a good business decision is to pick up talent wherever you can. Is Disney, so, is Disney regretting this decision now? Or are so. they just kind of having to move on? I don't think so. Do you think Warner Brothers it's, is is, is their behemoth? They don't. They don't. I mean, do they regret the decision? Maybe, but they made the decision, and I don't think they're going to be regretful about it. Do you think that Warner Brothers is at all concerned of loyalty to Disney? No, no, not loyalty. I don't think he has any loyalty. I mean, they fired him basically. Yeah. 
Um, I'm sure you got a fat payout to not make a film, which is great for him. But do you think that they're going to get any feedback from potential? I mean, there were protesters and, and the pressure to, to fire James Gunn from Disney. Do you think they're worried about, they're not worried about that at all? Or they're just like, Hey, this guy clearly makes good superhero. Films. I think it's the latter. Okay. I think it's the latter. Um, Dave Bautista came out with a quote. Said, oh, what did he say? Yeah, he didn't write this down. Uh, well, it just came out this okay, weekend. Okay. And it, was, it was just on Twitter. And he was like, where do it was basically, he copied the, the article and was like, where do I sign up? Um, so he's very much saying loyal to James Gunn, which is kind of, you know, cool. I don't, he's already kind of basically said he won't work for Disney again after guardians is done, which is maybe not the smartest move in your career. Cause again, how big Disney is and Disney certainly offers was his career. Certainly how, how much Disney can offer in terms of films, not just superhero films, but they certainly do other things, especially with Fox now. Um, I don't think Dave Bautista is going to be a part of it. He probably has a, a no compete clause in his contract with Marvel. Um, all indications are they're still going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or parts of it. So it looks like Guardians will still go forward at some point. They haven't announced a director. To me, this is... I'm, I'm a Marvel guy. I will say that first and foremost. I liked Marvel comics more as a kid. I liked the Marvel films more than DC films, but I want, I like DC films. I like DC comics and I want them to be competent. I want them to be good. No one wants a, you know, I was excited that justice league came out to see all these characters on the screen at one time. I was disappointed about the film, obviously, but I want them to do well. First suicide squad was awful. Um, it was not good. The fact that they're bringing him in to, to do this, it's exciting. They're getting better talent to do these films. But it's not, not a sequel. Do something else. Okay, maybe. Yeah, that you're, you might be right about that. Um, he could maybe do an original character, a new character. Um, but uh, the first section of DC films post-Christopher Nolan, I don't want to get into this Christopher Nolan stuff again. Because um, I know you're going to have a fanboy boner about that. But Wow. It's the... Post Christopher Nolan films, the first kind of section of films was really just Zack Snyder and David Goyer. And it really was the same tone. It was the same characters. It was the same okay, ideas. Okay, okay, get to your point. And they weren't having different directors and different visions come in. Okay. When Patty Jenkins came in for Wonder Woman, it was very much a different type of feel of a film. Um, and, you know, having someone like James Wan on Aquaman is going to be a different film. Having James Gunn on Suicide Squad is going to be a different type of feel. To me, that's exciting. To me, Warner Brothers and DC are so far behind Marvel in terms of popularity, in terms of content. But DC has wonderful, wonderful characters. It's hard to argue that Batman and Superman aren't the most popular characters around. If you can get people and directors and writers and visions on that, I think it's it's great. It's going to be... The potential is there. I think it's a coup for Warner Brothers. I think it's fantastic that they kind of. I will. I they're, will they're going. At, they, they're directly competing against Disney, and they are saying we're going to go after it. We're not going to just kind of sit there. They're going to go after talent, and this is a big move. I think. I will say this. This is probably the only positive thing I can say. You cannot do worse than the first Suicide Squad. So, in, in essence, in essence, they have nowhere to go but up. James Gunn could do a better Suicide Squad film in his sleep. 
Um, that's how good I am. That's how high I think James Gunn is. And I think that's how yeah. that's how high Warner Brothers thinks of it. I mean, they basically. I'm sure I'll check it out. I have the I have the AMC stubs. It's free now for me. Well, not free, but you pay twenty dollars a month. You get three movies a week. A week. So yeah, no, Joe hasn't even taken advantage of it. He's only seen one movie a week. Pretty much. You got to go see more movies. but I guess. I guess. Um, okay, so that's that. Let us know if you guys have an opinion on James Gunn. I think it's it's a huge news story. Um, uh, it's, I, I think it's wonderful. I'm, I'm, everyone knows me, knows that I'm a Disney person, but I think it's great that, that DC and Warner Brothers are stepping up their game, and I'm still very much excited about Aquaman, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's that. Last but not least, you everyone who's listened to the show knows that we always end on theme parks. It's my favorite topic. Um, we have a couple of topics to talk about for theme parks. The first one might not be a huge topic because we've discussed it before, but Disney Parks Blogs has announced that November 2nd will be the final day of the Jedi training at Disneyland. Anyone knows Disneyland? The Jedi training is when they get the little kids out there and they compete against either... It's Darth, it's Darth Vader or, uh, you know, they just kind of go out there and they do random little Jedi. It's fun for the little kids. A lot of parents like it. Um, I will say that Tomorrowland, about half of Tomorrowland is Star Wars stuff. And we've talked about this before. Jedi training. We've talked about Star Wars launch bay is in there. That huge building is all Star Wars. And then obviously Tomorrowland. Is this the first step of fading out Star Wars in Disneyland? Say that you. I'm sure you did say that. Did say that. November second is the final day of Jedi training. Are they going to phase out launch bay? Are they going to phase out? I think so. Okay. I would be. Is shocked. this just the first step? I would be shocked if they don't. It's totally redundant. Okay. I. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I'm just, I, it's it's totally redundant to have a Star Wars land in Galaxy's Edge and have Star Wars attractions in another area of the park. I mean, but who knows? I mean, maybe it is good business. Maybe maybe it is that popular of a brand to have attractions in two different sections of the park. They are making live-action remakes of the same exact movie, the same exact damn movie. So who knows? You just say damn on the Yeah, podcast. the same damn movie. That's your one cuss for the week. <laughs> you said boner on this. Um, thing, so I will say that... There is a potential. We've talked about Tomorrowland previously and about how it yeah. hasn't shortcomings. You know, yeah, this getting some of these proper getting Star Wars out could potentially revitalize it. It could potentially get new attractions in. You know, Launch Bay is there. Launch Bay is a huge building that they're using basically just yep. for pictures, yep. just to meet you know Chewbacca and you know. I mean, it's not Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean there, there's. There's potential there for a larger attraction. Attraction, you know, to, you know, Star Tours is is there. It's a huge building. They could revitalize that into something else. Um, I think you're right that they're starting to phase things out. You know, the Jedi training is probably the easiest one to phase out because it's just a stage show. Um, but you know, if you walk through Tomorrowland now, it's half of it is Star Wars. So you're right. Having Galaxy's of- Edge is gonna it's gonna make it redundant it's going to make it not you know why am i going to go on star tours if i could go on the millennium falcon like that doesn't make any sense anything yeah. else 
Um, no, I just had a small <laughs> tidbit about Galaxy's Edge. We can talk about that in a minute, if unless you had something that you wanted to add regarding no, go ahead. regarding the uh, Jedi training. Um, we mentioned there was going to be two rides in Galaxy's Edge. One mm-hmm. of them is going to be the one that's kind of the Millennium Falcon, right? Where like you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. The other ride mm-hmm. is a Star Destroyer ride. Mm-hmm. And it's to, and it's going to mirror the Transformers ride at Universal Studios Hollywood, which is what I also said that they should do. They should have a Star Wars ride like that, where you're moving around and it's a 3D ride. So I'm hoping that's kind of that the that that the you really like that Transformers ride. I didn't know you. Liked I it do that like much. the Transformers. I knew you like. I didn't it's know you like it cool. that much. It's very immersive. It's very interactive. It's a good ride. It moves you around. It's it's you know there's there's water that shoots at you, you know like a little you know special effect that shoots at you. There's heat when the like the missiles coming at you. You know they 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 shoot heat at you. Yeah, that could be the potential for the Star Wars ride. That like would that be very huge. cool. That would be very very cool. I love. I you know I just think that that is. The future of rides, not the animatronics. Um, there will still be the need for the animatronics. You know that sure. that that's that's the original rides. You know the the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Peter Pan, and whatnot. But I think to get into the special effects and you know the the 3D is where rides potentially are going. Sure. Um, we we're, we're seeing now that roller coasters have 3D rides and things like that. You know where you put on glasses and you can ride. So I mean, I'm. I just wanted to say that yeah, that I mentioned that as well on a previous podcast that they should do a ride that's similar to the Transformers ride because I. Think so there's there actually is information on that ride out there. Yeah. Um. Next week, I want you to to give me a full description of what the ride. The Star Destroyer ride, yeah, or the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, the Star Destroyer ride, because okay. I know there's more information on it out there. Okay, yeah, I'll take. I haven't. Um, we've only talked about the Millennium Falcon, really, just because the news story broke about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think people would be interested in hearing okay. a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's really all for for that little topic. But I think it's it's you know it it's not huge news that the Jedi training's done but i think there are, are bigger dominoes to fall yes uh going forward and i'm excited because obviously i go to disneyland a lot and joe goes once a year or so so um yeah we're gonna move on to the next one this is a interesting topic and i think yep. it's a, a larger topic uh disneyland has officially canceled its five-star hotel project in downtown disney that is the reason why, you know, shops like Earl Sandwich and ESPN Zone. It's open now. It's they've reopened it. Temporarily. Um, is ESPN Zone open retemporarily? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Because I love that place. That's the only you place. love that place? It's the only place that makes daiquiris, bro, in downtown Disney. <laughs> I know. Mac likes his daiquiris. I'm not. I like strawberry daiquiris. I'm Without sorry. the whipped cream. No whipped cream. I don't care. I'm not going to hide my... It doesn't matter. Uh, that's, that's, I'm sure it does. That's why he's shying away. That's all right. Uh, I'll go to Hooters and get a strawberry daiquiri. I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, anyway. I, I get weird looks sometimes when I order it, but you like what you like. Um, <laughs> this is this cancellation of the the hotel project is you know a little bit more deeper in terms of Disney's Disneyland's interactions with the city of Anaheim. Yep. Yep. How it's very much, at times, very much Disneyland versus Anaheim. Yes. Um, there was, there's a couple articles that the LA Times wrote a while ago. I don't know when it was written. Like a year ago. Maybe, yeah. 
Um, I very much was interested in reading the articles. Like yes. I think they're in-depth articles. They're very yes. interesting. Um, some of the responses to the articles, not from Disney, but from other publishers, are it's very one-sided. It's very much, and it is, it's, it's trying to tell a, a point. I'm not saying the writer is wrong, but you recently read the articles, I Joe. I did. Um, um, give me a little... Did you want me to respond to the canceling sure. of the five-star hotel? Yeah, um, respond to that and then give me your reaction to the article and how you think that overall affects the Disneyverse. Okay. Um, they, uh, they canceled the five-star hotel. I think this is huge news because they, they closed off part of downtown Disney. Yeah. Um, they said they need to rethink their strategy and... And one of the one of the big reasons, at least from what I've read in the article and different articles by the LA Times talking about this, is they is they canceled the hotel due to um, supposed tax cuts that they were going to receive, but because they decided to put the hotel in a different location than was originally planned the tax cuts aren't going to be there. And so they said, well, we're going to scrap the hotel. Sure. So, I mean, again, good is that is, that's good business. They're not going to do, obviously they want to have the tax cut or they won't make the hotel. So they said they need to rethink their strategy. But I mean, at the same time, they closed part of the downtown Disney for this. So it seems kind of like, well, Absolutely. now you kind of made your bed. What are you going to, what do you, you're not going to sleep in it. Yeah, um, absolutely. In terms of the article, the articles were very interesting. Um, they did, they they were definitely one sided, but they also offered other, they offered counterpoints to the original argument. Basically, the articles what they discussed was how Disney um, has a somewhat quote unquote bad relationship with the city of Anaheim due to tax cuts that they have received and how Disney wanted to eliminate those. Disney now wants to eliminate those tax cuts, but uh, a possible reason for them doing that is not to necessarily better the relationship between the city and Disney, Mm -hmm. but rather there's a proposition or some sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, some sort of proposition on the ballot come November that, Disney will have to raise the uh, the wage rate for its workers. Sure. So, and of course, Disney's denying this whole thing. They're saying, "No, we're not. We don't care about that." Obviously, we're going to pay people more, and they are. They're planning to do that, but not. They're probably not going to pay them as much as they would have if this proposition passes. So, basically, what they're what they did was by canceling the tax breaks. Um. Disney has, I think, made it less possible for this proposition to affect them should it pass. Okay. At least that's my understanding of the article and everything that I read. So I think this is very interesting because – and it reminds me a little bit of, you know, stadiums and whatnot and sports teams. They get tax cuts too. Absolutely. You know, I mean it's – I don't think it's necessarily – I mean, I'm not that surprised also that they that they aren't paying their workers a quote unquote living wage because they're not I mean, you can argue you can we can we we can argue about economics and all that stuff. But it's 
obviously in in business, your point is to cut low cost, as to have as low costs as possible. So I mean, they're going to look for the tax cuts. They're going to look to pay workers, you know, maybe not as much as they should be paid, but but how much they value them or whatnot, you know, to the company. Um, they're going to be making cuts when they buy Fox. So that's, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cogs in the wheel here that affect why Disney does what it does. I don't think it makes them necessarily look bad. I think it's, I mean, I just think that it's, that that's how businesses run. I mean, we talked about a couple weeks ago, you mentioned a book that you read and I always like to reference it, even though I haven't read it, which is kind of ironic. But it does talk – but the book, I'm sure, references how bad the business was run when so-and-so – Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner was the CEO. Right. You know? And I'm sure that one – and, so, and so I'm sure one of the things that Bob Iger is doing is streamlining things, getting things, you know, cutting corner – not necessarily cutting corners, but cutting costs wherever possible. And and to be as profitable to be as, as profitable as possible. That's the ultimate point of the business. We talked about how they're making remakes and we don't like them, and I don't or I don't like them. They're making live action remakes. It's good business. They're making money, so why not do it? Right. You know, it's not. It's 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 basically a no brainer. Um, but in terms of this article, it's very fascinating um, to see the relationship. And just the last thing that I want to touch on when. You and I, we stayed at a, uh, a timeshare this past time we went to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and we rode a transit service that went from our hotel to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. That transit service was run by the city, yeah. and I thought it was interesting, and it's kind of it's kind of symbolic of what this article touched on. I asked the lady or I didn't ask the lady, the, the, the driver, I made a comment, something like, oh, we're riding the Disney bus. And she said, no, this is not the Disney bus. So she was very adamant that this was not a, this was not a Disney run shuttle service. This was a, this was a, a city, city service, Anaheim, yeah. which I thought is interesting. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay. She, she didn't like Disney for some reason, but now, now that I read this article, well, maybe it does make sense because maybe she does have a higher wage, Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she does have a little animosity towards Disneyland for some reason. But maybe part of it could be the fact that she's getting paid her higher wages through the city versus if, if it was Disney or what. You know, there's a whole myriad of reasons. But yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I thought that was interesting that she mentioned that, um, and it kind of it kind of reminded me of that when I read this article. Yeah. Um, let me hear your. Thoughts. I will. I will. I'll leave links to the articles in the description box. Um, on iTunes and on, and on Buzzsprout, so you guys can check out the articles. They are very interesting. Uh, I will say that that Disney and Anaheim have not always worked well together. No. Um, but Anaheim is very much dependent upon Disney. And Disney's dependent on Anaheim. Sure. So it's, you know, Anaheim, a lot of Anaheim's business, not all certainly, but the majority of it is tourism, is tourism hotels and restaurants. And, yeah. Things like that. I will say Disney a year ago, a year and a half ago, tried to do a project called the Eastern Gateway Project where it was a new gateway and they were going to build a new hotel. What Disney what Disney very much wants to do, and this is part of creating the new hotel, is create downtown Disney to where it's like Disney World. 
they want they want to create larger identity of what when you're in Disney World, you're in Disney World. The entire town of Disney World is just Disney World. It's just Disney hotels, Disney parks, Disney golf, and that was one of the reasons why Walt Disney, you know, went to Disney World because when he bought Disneyland, he only bought the land for Disneyland. He didn't think about tourism. He didn't think about the future. He bought these these orange tree lands or these peach tree lands that had nothing around it, and he built around it. All of a sudden, all these hotels came up, and he had no control over it. He had no he, he, you know, he, he didn't have, he lost the potential of what that could be. And that's why Disney World, in part, there are certainly other reasons. That's in part why Disney World was created the way it was. They basically bought an entire potential town, an entire potential city that they can do whatever they, not do whatever they want, but do whatever they want to. Um, it's, Disney has gotten several tax breaks for, from Anaheim, there's not, one of the pieces of the article is about the parking garage. Did you read yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I read that. Um, that Disney built this parking garage on a tax break, but they also keep the revenue. Yeah, they negotiated somehow that Disney keeps all the revenue. So it's like twenty five to forty five dollars to park at Disneyland, and Anaheim doesn't get a slice of that at all. Imagine if they got five percent of that. Or 10% of that. How much money that would have gone to Anaheim. And I thought it was interesting that the guy complaining about it was a server at the Blue Bayou. I imagine he's probably not working there anymore. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's – it also – when you do a little other research and and part of the article is talking about how Anaheim is not necessarily thriving as a city. They're maybe not – Yes. You know, and if they get more – you know, they get more from Disney, they'd be a little bit more surviving – then there's counter arguments that Disney does lots of stuff. Disney does lots of stuff, but also whoever is, you know, in charge, the mayor of Anaheim or the city council, they haven't necessarily budgeted well. They've lost money in other things. So people make that counter argument that, well, it's not Disney's fault that you as a city have failed to a certain extent. There's a lot of people in the city of Anaheim that don't want Disney there because it creates. You know, part of it is creating crime in the sense of it's low paying job, it's low wage jobs. And there's very much when you're in Disneyland or in Anaheim, you're very much in that one little corner just going to Disneyland. You're not necessarily seeing the entirety of what Anaheim is, which is not necessarily a rich city. It's very much a poor city in terms of a low wage city in terms of Southern California. It's one of the lowest wages cities in Southern California. And Disney is its largest employer. So there's a lot to it. There's a lot to the relationship between Anaheim and Disneyland. I'm not sure what the fix is, if there is a fix. Um, I don't know. Do you anything else on that? Or, or it's, no, it's a, it's I mean, a huge I, I, topic. I, I, it's just, yeah, I talked at length. I mean, I kind of said everything I, that I had okay. that was on my mind. Um, I'll put the links it's, into it's, the articles. It's very similar, like I said, to you know sports teams and stadiums. You know, you get baseball stadiums or football stadiums or even or even big box. They call them big box stores like Walmart. You uh-huh. know, you get you get you get. Um, there was an interesting book I read that's a little off topic um, called the Walmart effect, where basically Walmart has a huge effect on an economy when they open up shop in small towns and start, and then they start closing mom and pop stores. Sure. You know, so I mean, it's similar. It's similar it is, in, it in scope, 
um, to this. You know, you mentioned that Disney is the number one employer in Anaheim, which isn't surprising. Um, but how does that affect the economy in that area? How does that affect, you know, the living, the, the yeah. standard of living there? Um, yeah, it's something that you, you don't think about when you're going to Disneyland because you're yeah. just going to Disneyland. You don't think about the larger implications of it. Um, I, I think it's interesting. I think you're right that the hotel, canceling the hotel is, is, is a larger thing. Um, it's not just, they kind of dropped the news and they kind of just said, hey, we're canceling this. They didn't, obviously didn't go into details. Um, but I think there is is larger larger factors at play. Um, so we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that space because they've already closed down some of that space. Earl of Sandwich, you mentioned, is reopened. They, they've only said for Temporary. a limited time, though. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know if they've already canceled or they've already closed the movie theater. I don't know if they've bulldozed it. Maybe they just reopened it. I, I mean, I have no idea how yeah. what they're going to do because ESPN Zone is a huge building. The movie theaters are a huge building. They have to do something there. They can't just leave it blank or empty. So they obviously have a larger plan. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to see what what will happen because I think there is larger fallout from it. Um, we've had a good show today. Yep. We've had a lot of good topics. We went over some good stuff. We had some good discussion. Yep. Always, uh, interesting things. Uh, this week, that we should uh, probably go out and check out one or two movies. I know I'll go out and check a couple more yeah, I'll go check out some movies. Uh, we'll definitely check out that film. Uh, let us know, obviously, if there's any topic that we missed or any topic that you'd like us to talk about. Follow up with any questions, anything you guys have. Um, and we are always appreciative that you guys are listening. Yep, and we will talk guys. to you guys next week. All right, have a good one.